Hello everyone, my name is Dina and you're listening to Slavstvite, a podcast about Slavic languages. I want to address a very interesting and an important topic that is actually a part of all of our lives daily, no matter what language you speak. But the main source of my examples will be Russian, as well as a couple of other Slavic languages. The society we are in is mostly patriarchal. That means men are more represented in almost every sphere, including language. When talking about Slavic languages, the culture is also very specific and still more conservative than many people would expect. This is why sexism is something that has been so deeply in the language that we don't see it as wrong or unusual anymore. And that is why I want to bring up this topic. Let's begin. First of all, syntax. There is a belief that words, or more specifically said people, that are put first in the sentence have more power than the second ones. So, for example, the president and his colleagues visited China today, the president being the one having the power over his colleagues. So the sentences that go like this, now in Serbian, muž i žena su gradom, so man and wife walked around the city, sounds more natural than žena i muž su gradom, so wife and man walked around the city, indicating that it is more natural that a man has more power than a woman. The same goes for Russian, so mushina s and not ženšina s mushinoj. Then again, saying meaning that women have the same rights as men, but never vice versa, is indicating that the norm is set by men and therefore women are the ones that have to reach it. Our Russian feminist linguist, Professor Ala Kirilina, did a research on Russian media and how women are represented in them in 2002 where she concluded that while men are always represented as active participants of the society, women are represented more as objects. The examples of articles for men are, for example, how to pick a woman, whereas for women, how to be picked. This is, of course, not present only in the Russian media. We see this every day, basically, in all of the magazines and shows that we are surrounded with. But yeah, this is the study that was done on Russian newspapers. Her colleague, Professor Tafel, was also doing researches on morphology of Russian language and sexism in it. One of the first things that caught my eye is the category of liveliness, which first became applicable only to male nouns, then an animal, and finally female nouns in plural only. This initially appeared because of the same forms of masculine nouns with O and Y stems in a nominative and accusative. But let's rethink this. Men were always considered more active part of the society. Public speeches, politics, new innovations, everything revolved around men. On the other hand, it wasn't that important to know if a woman is a subject or an object of the sentence because it wasn't that often that women actively participated in society. Another interesting fact is that some South Polish dialects mark names of married women by declining them by feminine pattern, 
those who are not married get to be declined as male or neutral nouns. Speaking of that, some Slavic languages, as well as English, have this distinction between addressing a married and a single woman. Miss and Mrs. in English, Gospodica and Gospodja in Serbian, Gospodična and Gospa in Slovene, whereas there is only one term for men, whether they're married or not. Gospodin, Gospod, Mr. Many female nouns are derived from male ones just by adding a suffix to it, indicating that women are, in fact, let's say, dependent on men. There are certainly pairs of words that should mean the same, given the fact that they only represent male and female version of, of the word, but they don't. For example, general in Russian has authority, so general, authority, power, while generalsha has nothing whatsoever. It is just emphasizing that she's married to a general. There are also terms that don't actually derive from the same word, but represent male and female version of the same thing. However, male ones are usually associated with something positive, like, for example, neženja in Serbian, a bachelor, meaning not married, but kind of gives us the impression that is by choice, that he is free and single, while on the other hand, a term marking a single woman is usedelica, or baba devojka, the first one literally meaning the one who has been sitting for too long, from the verb sedeti to sit, indicating that she's still sitting and waiting for a man, while baba devojka has the meaning of an old girl, suggesting that she grew old while waiting for a man. This all leaves us with a message that A, women wait for men, B, a woman without a man is not free, not useful, and not good. I think it's a shame that we send this kind of messages to children nowadays, when we are able to witness so many strong, powerful women who accomplished everything on their own. I'm not saying that marriage is a bad thing, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that no woman should be defined by her marital status. There are a number of other examples. Women being associated with family and home while men with work. The adjectives used to describe women always concentrating on their looks, not their personalities, and so on. But I think my point here is clear. So instead of teaching our children to find a special place in society for women, let everyone find their own place, wherever they feel comfortable, no matter the gender. Thank you very much for listening and happy International Women's Day, girls!